This is our podcast song. It isn't very long. <laughs> hey. Hi. Thanks for tuning in to Laughing with Gingers. Get ready to laugh. Laughing with Gingers is the podcast for two feisty redheads with loud laughs, share crazy stories, play games, and spread silliness and joy. That amazing voice you hear is my redheaded friend, Christina Curry. <laughs> and that's Sarah Alpin, a.k.a. Prankster Monk, <laughs> and my co-host of Laughing with Gingers. So funny. <laughs> I love it. I know. I love it so much. I know we say that every time. <laughs> Today's episode is called A Heartfelt Laugh because we are going to be talking about love, uh, love. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> love or something along those lines because it's the lo- month of love. Love is in the air. Uh, wait until you play my game. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't even know what it is. And I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I, so behind the scenes, we now officially have our producer, Liz, who shall remain named. I told her what the game was while Christina was running late. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Now it's two against one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try and keep you guys on track. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Well, are you ready to dive in? Yeah. So, okay, you have a game to play. I have a history of romance through the ages and how it happened and came about. We also have a poem that Liz made up and we love it so much. When should we share that? Should we share it later? Uh, How about we share that when we come back from our break? Yeah, it's so cute. It's so cute. It's so good. (laughs) All right. Well, okay. I'm so, I'm dying to hear what your game is. Are, are you, you going to tell me or do I have to wait for it? <laughs> well, are we ready to play? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. My game is, <laughs> is it the plot of a romantic movie or a horror film? Oh my God. <laughs> oh God. This is going to be, I feel like it's going to be easy, but Actually, I feel like you're going to trick me and it's not going to be as easy as I think it might be. (laughs) Also, just so you know, rom-coms are like my secret, like, you know, embarrassing passion. I love a good rom-com. So I might know a lot of these romantic movies that you talk about. I don't know. Okay. Hit me. All right. A woman with brain damage is stalked by a man who tries to trick her into falling in love. When she does, he isolates her on a boat and sails to the Arctic. <laughs> um, that sounds kind of horrifying. <laughs> brain damage? That's what? Uh, 
Oh God, I feel like you're being tricky here. I'm gonna say a rom a romance. <laughs> Do you have a guess of which one it might be? No, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> well, you're right. It is the yes. plot of Fifty First Dates. They go to Antarctica. Uh, yeah, they go. Remember, they go study walruses. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I, you know what? I was thinking it was Fifty First Dates, but I'm like, but they were in Hawaii. <laughs> So here's the plot. Henry becomes enamored with Lucy, a woman whose memory resets at the end of each day due to a traumatic accident. And he spends every single day wooing her over and over again until they eventually get married and have children and sail off to study walruses in the Arctic. Oh, my God. Okay. First of all, the soundtrack to that movie was really good. Second of all, yeah, it was really good. Um, Second of all, it was kind of disturbing. Like. (laughs) It, it left me feeling uneasy. Did it leave you feeling uneasy? I was just like, I feel a little icky about this. There are a couple Adam Sandler movies that I feel like that about. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, there are definitely a couple that are a little like creepy. Yeah, he has to like woo her every day. Like that's just weird. Yeah, I mean, at least they don't like sleep together until like you know, a while in. <laughs> but she doesn't know that because every day he's a stranger. That's true. But we as the audience know that. I know. But it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But right. are, you, are you ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. See, Liz is saying she has a kid with him, too, which is that means he convinced her to have a baby with her in a day. I think that's where the creepy factor comes in for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's that. And then the fact that, I mean, so it's sort of like they try to present it as her memory is healing, which who knows? Cause honestly, we don't know anything about the brain, but mm-hmm. when they like, Part of the creepy factor is like he could totally just be lying on those tapes every day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like and now she's thing. waking up with a kid. Every day she's waking up with this kid that she's had forever. Like I would feel really uncomfortable with the idea of all of a sudden waking up one morning and having like an eight-year-old. Like that would feel really weird, you know? And like she has to experience that every day, like that discomfort of like, wait, I'm married and we had sex and there's an eight-year-old that's involved. <laughs> like <laughs> although I don't know that I would mind forgetting childbirth. Oh, that's true. It sounds like it's not fun. <laughs> I feel like so Liz has gone through tr- childbirth. I feel like you sort of do naturally forget the pain. <laughs> <laughs> or else yeah. no one would ever do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think your body and brain just go, nope, we're just going to cut that right out of there. (laughs) Tuck that away somewhere in the depths. That's not for us to worry about anymore. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pregnancy and labor, amnesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liz, is, Liz says she that yeah it's a thing I'm loving our side comments from our producer Liz I know <laughs> insight into these the magical world of forgetting pregnancy and and labor pain 
<laughs> All right. So you ready for the next one? Yeah. Yeah. A lonely soul is determined to reignite, reunite, not ignite with his <laughs> lost love. He stays awake, pouring over nights and nights to try to find her. Oh, that's, that's creepy. I'm going to say a horror movie. <laughs> What's creepy about that? I don't, that's a lot of time dedicated. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. Now that you said that, I'm going to say romance. <laughs> no, you can't let me trick you. <laughs> ah, Okay. <laughs> Ah, okay, I go with my original answer. You are correct. It is Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dracula is a lonely soul who's determined to reunite reunite with his long-lost love, Mina. Um, In Britain, Dracula begins his reign of terror and seduction, draining life from her closest friend, um, trying, uh, trying to find... Winona Ryder, her character. <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't even seen that movie. I didn't even know Winona Ryder was the love interest of Dracula. <laughs> Neither. Um, and I also did not put the date of which Dracula that is because there were like four of them. Yeah, there's a lot of Draculas. It's a classic, uh, even though I is. really don't actually know the story. <laughs> <laughs> It's like one of those things that is just in your brain, like Dracula, and he's a vampire, and that's all you I know, know about it. the story of Frankenstein? I do, only because I read the actual original book. Me too. Um, I had to read it in school. Yeah, I read it in college. Oh, I read it in high school. Oh, you did? Interesting. It was required reading. Not for, oh, not in high wrong. school. <laughs> that <seems laughs> what? Very, that seems very wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> we also read um, Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. Oh, I don't know that book. Uh, she's the one um, who wrote Atlas Shrugged. I don't know that one either. Oh, my God. It's, yes, it's very, um, it's a lot of parables. Anyway, not what we're <laughs> doing in this episode. Um, okay, so, <laughs> um. A teacher falls in love with a journalist pretending to be a high school student, not realizing that she's an adult. Oh, this is another Drew Drew Carey, Drew Barrymore movie, right? (laughs) I think it's the romance one. Um, What's it called? Um, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, Never Been Kissed? Yes. Yes. Josie. That one was a weird one goes undercover at her old high school and falls uh, ends up falling for her super charming English teacher. The major problem is that he thinks Josie is a student when he starts having feelings for her. And even though the audience and Josie know Josie is an adult, he does not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Do you want to give us some history while you're winning? Okay, perfect. I know. Look at me. I'm a winner. Okay, so first fact, at some point during evolution between Plankton and Bon Jovi, apes evolved the ability to become emotionally attached to one another. (laughs) 
the this emotional attachment would eventually come to be known as love and evolution would one day produce a bevy of singers from new jersey who would make millions writing cheesy songs about it <laughs> that was a fact <laughs> second fact <laughs> humans evolved the ability to become attached to each other that is the ability to love one another because it helped us survive this isn't exactly romantic or sexy but it's actually true We didn't evolve with big fangs or huge claws or insane gorilla strength. Instead, we evolved. Or a platypus bill. Or a platypus bill or or a platypus's like poison. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That still just like blows my mind. Um, Who the frick knew? Instead, we evolved the ability to emotionally bond into communities and families where we became largely inclined to cooperate with one another, most of us at least. (laughs) These communities and families turned out to be far more effective than any claw or any fang humanity soon then because of this dominated the planet. It's because of our emotional intelligence, guys. (laughs) We're so smart. It's brains over brawn or whatever. Is it brawn? Is that the right word? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're laughing more than I feel like you should. So I was like, did I say it wrong? Because when you said it, you you were so cute with your hand under your chin. (laughs) You did this like cute little like supermodel thing. Doctor head. It was like so cute. And then all I could picture was the brawny man from the paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never thought that's why his name's brawny. Cause, oh, that never like, uh, I was this year's old when I found out <laughs> why he's called brawny. <laughs> oh my God. Um, all right. You want to, well, here, let me do one more. Let me do one more. Okay, third fact. As humans, we instinctively develop loyalty and affection for those who show us the most loyalty and affection. This is all love really, this is all love really is. An irrational degree of loyalty and affection for another person to the point that we come to harm or even die for that person. It may sound insane, but it's these symbolic or symbiotic warm fuzzies that keep the species relying on one another long enough to survive the savannas and populate the planet and invent Netflix. (laughs) Oh, fourth fact. Let's all take a moment and thank evolution for Netflix. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Me too. I mean, I'm not always a rational person, so... I I definitely have an irrational attachment to my dog, for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I have a super irrational attachment to Clouseau, the little stink butt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is also helpful when we have children. We don't abandon them. We help them grow and mature and, like, you know, <laughs> survive in life. Versus, like, hamsters who eat their own babies sometimes. <laughs> I mean, there were the Donner Party people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that is true. Eliminate yourself pretty quickly when you (laughs) eat your young. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my God. I know. How are hamsters still like thriving and not an endangered species? Cause they keep eating their babies. Yeah, where do hamsters live in the wild? I don't know. In the grounds, in fields. Oh, Liz is looking. Liz is going to fact check us. Are they even a thing that lives out in the world? I feel like we've had this discussion before because I feel like I've had this question before. I don't know if it was about hamsters. I know guinea pigs originate in Peru. I think Uh, hamsters just originate in pet stores. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're in China and Romania. They're cute. They're cute little munchkins. Ooh. What a Belgium. weird combination of places. Yeah. And like, did they migrate with the dinosaurs to come over to the US? <laughs> Can you imagine them like scurrying under like the feet of dinosaurs? We're coming too, Triceratops. <laughs> oh, that's a cute image. Oh. Sarah has a triceratops pot, potted triceratops plant. She sits next to me on my desk. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I um, have a Tyrannosaurus Rex back there too. Oh, all right. I'm sensing a dinosaur theme in Sarah's office. I love dinosaurs. <laughs> Send Sarah all the dinosaur things. <laughs> Jurassic Park is my favorite movie. Do, 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 do. I love Jurassic Park also. <laughs> I still get like heart palpitations when they all of a sudden expand over on the island. All of a sudden you see all the dinosaurs and you're just like, <gasps> it's like such an exciting moment. Yeah. And when the, the goat leg like lands on the, um, mm-hmm. I jump every time. Yeah. It scares me every time. It's clever girl. <laughs> it's so good. I know. I, you know, I say that all the time to people too. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park for the win. Um, all right. Are you ready for another, um, another one? Yeah. Yeah. Hit me. A woman falls in love with an abusive monster who imprisoned her father. He frees her father only to imprison her. Oh, I know this one. It's Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) It is a messed up story. Talk about Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. Apparently, it's like 1,400 years old is what this article apparently said. Dang, um, seriously? Because mm-hmm. it's um, it initially was, I mean, you know, it's French. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, here's the description. Woman falls in love with an abusive fur monster that took her father prisoner for no reason, then freed him only to imprison her instead before continuing to scream in her face when she doesn't respond to his advances. (laughs) This guy clearly had some game if he can come back from that. (laughs) It is a messed up story. (laughs) It's so disturbing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, when you break it down like that, you know, and, and you don't have the fun songs that you can sing along with. <laughs> and there's no like Mrs. Teapot. I know. <laughs> or the candlestick. 
<laughs> I haven't watched that movie in a really long time. And now I feel like I might need to rewatch it tonight. It's so good. I love all the songs in it. There's like that live action one that you should watch. I'm sure Liz has watched it because she's got kids around her. <laughs> Not that that's a reason to watch it. I would watch it. I also froze it. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You need, you have that catching up to do. But the um, Garcon's like friend, you know, the one that's like bumbling behind him, actually appears a bit like homosexual i feel like in there little little gay tendencies and i like that they're gender bending that and you know bringing in a little lgbtq love yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. um so i oh yeah emma watson's in it thank I you liz who that is it's like she's the- in harry potter Oh, it's that girl. It's Hermione. Hermione. Yeah, so I know people as as characters. Hermione. Hermione. They who they are in real life. They live in my TV. They live in like the movie world. And I'm not interested in that part. (laughs) Oh man. Ugh. All right. Well, I nailed that one. Let's just let's just call that a drop mic. I mean, that one is really good. That one was really good. Um, Do you want another one? Yeah, my hair is like out of control today, you guys. I can't even get it. Are you sure it's not because you're just staring at my glowing hair? Yeah, I'm so jealous that Sarah like did her hair. She got her hair done and it looks amazing. And now I'm like, I need to dye my hair. It's so dull compared to her glowing gingeriness. <laughs> I also cut like five inches off. Dang. Yeah. It looks really healthy on the ends. Because it was like getting stuck. <laughs> so TMI, but getting stuck in stuck your in armpit. armpit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that feeling when my that's, hair was long. Yeah. That's when it needs to be cut, when it starts getting cut, stuck in your armpits. So that's a good measurement of, all right, it's time. Yeah, that's, that's always my measurement. Um, and it's straight. Like, have you ever seen my hair straight? Sometimes, but like not that straight. Yeah, I don't remember ever having it straight around you, but it does get, I mean, I do it straight sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's looking good. Well, thanks. Uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about now. <laughs> The next, oh, the fact that I nailed that last one. Oh, yes, yes. And And then I got distracted by my own hair. (laughs) And then you also nailed the name of Garçon. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, I did live in Paris for four months. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something soaked in at some point. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for another one? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right, this one might get you. A woman wishes that her boyfriend would grow up. When the couple wakes up in an apocalypse, he rises to the challenge and protects her and his mother. Oh, my God. I feel like that's a horror movie. I'm going to go with horror, and I have no idea what movie it is. (laughs) So I actually don't know how I would classify this because I think it's a comedy. It's Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that's not a that's not a romance. 
No, I mean, it's a horror slash maybe comedy. Yeah, like a horror comedy. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I know that I, because I, I've seen that. Now I'm understanding the description. <laughs> it is a little romantic. I mean, he's taking care of his lady. <laughs> but his mom ends up dying, right? Doesn't she? She turns into a zombie. I mean, maybe say spoiler alert for those of our. Oh. Who who hey. are still living in 2003. <laughs> Listen, that has been out now for a bit. <laughs> Almost 10 years. I think. Yeah. Um, so here's the description. Sean is a 30-something loser with a dull, easy existence. He's not working at, or when he's not working at an electronics store, he lives with his slovenly best friend, Ed, in a small flat in the outskirts of London. The only unpredictable element in his life is his girlfriend, Liz, who wishes desperately for Sean to grow up and be a man. When the uh, town is inexplicably overrun with um, zombies, Sean must rise to the occasion and protect both Liz and his mom. And he does, sort of. He half-asses it. (laughs) You know what's funny is... I um I forgot that his girlfriend's name was Liz in this and Liz is married to my brother whose name is Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a romantic horror movie for them. <laughs> oh, it's really funny. Oh man, I was horrified the first time I watched that movie. I was like so disturbed by it and like terrified, which is why I don't know that I can like, because I am, used to be, like, really uncomfortable with anything visceral, mm-hmm. except crabs, because picking crabs, even though that is super visceral, was something that when you grew up in Maryland, they run you out of there with pitchforks and torches if you aren't picking crabs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, even when I was a vegetarian, I ate crabs. Oh, really? Yep. Um, so, uh I used to like get really upset and like freaked out by anything like that. And my roommates loved that when I graduated from college. So they watched it like a lot. And um, eventually, like now when I watch it, I'm like, it's a it's a comedy. But I Mm -hmm. thought it was like the scariest, most disturbing thing ever. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. It took me like three times before I finally watched, like finished it. Because it would start getting gross. And I'm like, I can't abort, abort. It's really visceral. (laughs) I think I'm right. Because see, Liz Liz just typed in our chat. It's a horror. But it is a comedy too. But horror is in there. So I I mean, I I was, you were right for sure. But I was just saying, I wasn't sure if it was like, necessarily horror so i may have like Mm. kept my part over a little bit oh got it got it because we weren't doing romantic comedies we're doing romantic movies i didn't yes i know because this one's in there (laughs) got it (laughs) this i mean is shot of the dead a rom-com i don't think so (laughs) no no I would not say that that's what that is. All right. Do you want one more and then we can take a break? Yeah, that sounds perfect. Okay. 
A lonely writer is going through a divorce. He falls in love with the operating system in his cell phone. Mm. Um, I mean, that sounds really sad and pathetic, but I'm going to say romance. <laughs> but that poor, that poor thing. That feels really sad. I know. <laughs> um, I probably just should have not not said horror I should have just said other <laughs> what have you set me up for a failure although well, I'm winning comedy this one's a comedy you're right it's a romantic well it's a romantic movie I don't know if it's a comedy I've never seen it so it's called her and oh lo- I've seen that is it disturbing because I always thought it seemed very disturbing yeah it's like you feel really bad for him if I remember right and it's like um I think the phone in the phone threw me off because I feel like it's like it's a whole program that is interacts with your house and your computer and your everything and she oh yeah it's been a while since I've seen it but I don't remember feeling like good after (laughs) (laughs) um so apparently it's a lonely writer in the final stages of his divorce. He purchases the new OS one, which is advertised as the world's first artificially intelligent operating system. And Samantha, the voice behind the operating system uh, quickly appeals to him using her artificial atel- intelligence to accommodate his wants and needs. The pair fall in love and embark on a relationship. Yeah, that's really sad. It's disturbing to me. <laughs> I to each their own, but yeah, I don't remember. I feel like I remember it being good, but not like, oh, that was great. Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. He did really good. He acted really good in it. Yeah, he is a good actor. I, he is a really sad past so it makes me feel even worse when he's in movies like that (laughs) that are sad yeah (laughs) i know poor thing we know um okay so should we take a break yes let's take a break all right we will be right back on laughing with gingers and we are back. Thanks for joining us on Laughing with Gingers. Uh, Christina has something special for you. Mm-hmm. This is all. This is for all you laughing ginger lovers out there. <laughs> gingers are red. Laughter's the clue. Stay on beat, and we will laugh with you. <laughs> Thank you, Liz, our producer, for coming up with that romantic poem. I love it. I'm red. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to post it on Valentine's Day. Let me make a note. I am actually turning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can see it now that my hair is lighter. I, I feel like it was hidden a little bit when my hair was dark. Yeah. No, you're, the redness is definitely showing more. <laughs> It's so romantico. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Hit me with some uh, trivia. Okay, cool. So 
Fifth fact, <laughs> the ancient Greek philosopher Plato argued that the highest form of love was actually this non-sexual, non-romantic form of attachment to one another's, to another person. This so-called brotherly love, quote unquote, Plato reasoned correctly that since passion, romance, and sex often make us do ridiculous things that we regret, this sort of passionless love between two family members or between two close friends was the height of uh, human experience. In fact, Plato, like most people in the ancient world, looked upon romantic love with skepticism, if not absolute horror. So sixth fact is, as with most things, Plato got it right before anybody else did. And this is why non-sexual love is often referred to as platonic love. Plato, platonic love. Oh. I knew you would like that. I never put that together. I know. I mean, don't fact check me. I only saw this in this one article, but I feel like it's accurate. Check. <laughs> yeah is that really where platonic love came from was plato may probably i'm gonna say probably and she'll fact check us and let us know if that's even i mean i hope that's where it came from it seems accurate but you know is that agape i don't know what agape means I think agape is the term for platonic love. Uh, now Liz well, is going to get bogged down with looking stuff yeah. up. <laughs> we need a second producer. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, is that like the Greek name of it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think I think Plato made it up. I think he like Oh, he made up that term for platonic love and we just call it platonic love because he's the one that made the term. Yeah, and I th- I think it's a Greek term. Mm. I believe I studied that when either in art history or in Greek mythology. Mm, interesting. In or interesting. psychology, who knows. Yeah. I studied very odd things. <laughs> um, it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Do you have another um, thingy for me? <laughs> I do. I You are killing this game, though. I'm kind of, I'm a little bit impressed and a lot of it disappointed. You're going to make the next game so much harder, I feel like, now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem. Usually my trivia is so hard, like, nobody can get it. And Philippe's like, this seriously cannot be, like, no one would know this answer. And I'm like, where ah! makes sense to me? <laughs> um, okay. So uh, a man pursues the woman that he believes to be his long lost reincarnation of his love. I did not say that very well, but you got the point. Wait, say that again. <laughs> a man pursues the woman he believes to be his reincarnated long lost love. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's it. Okay. Um, that's a, oh God, I feel like that's not horror, but it's also like weird. Um, I'm going to say romance. You're 
Uh, wait, is that a, you didn't get that right? Not right. <laughs> Damn it. So it's the original mummy. So not the one with Brendan Fraser. I don't know if this is a different, if that has a different storyline. Um, oh. But um, an ancient Egyptian priest, Imhotep, that remains a, uh, that remains the studio's most sweepingly romantic entry. I don't understand that. Okay, let me start again. <laughs> An ancient Egyptian priest um, is discovered in a tomb of about 3,700 years old. Um, his cadaver is discovered by a British team of archaeologists who inadvertently revive the long dead deity. Now released, the mummy is free to pursue a young woman he believes to be the reincarnation of his long-lost love. That is totally the Brendan Fraser one, too. Isn't it the opposite, though? Isn't it a girl mummy? Mm-mm. I don't think so. The man mummy? No, the mummy's a man, and he's pursuing a chick. Oh. Hmm. I wonder what I'm thinking of. I don't know. <laughs> Are you thinking of what was that other one? He was an Encino man or something. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not thinking of Encino man. <laughs> Is he in that? That was like pop- no idea. But yeah, uh, you know when he's like, like a frozen man. Is yeah. that Brendan Fraser? He's like frozen and. Yeah, yeah. Holly Short. I'm Liz is saying it is Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah. Polly Short was in the dome one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Biodome. Yeah. <laughs> what weird movies. <laughs> There's so many weird, super weird plots. Yeah, yeah. Super weird plots. Okay. So wait, I don't know. I, did I get that right? I don't even know. No, I said horror. Yeah. You got one wrong out of however many are in this. Cool. So we I'm winning. Have Liz keep score. <laughs> um, okay. So next one. Okay. A death-obsessed teen meets an elderly woman at a funeral. They become friends and eventually lovers. So weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, romantic. <laughs> horrifying, though. <laughs> it's it romantic. is horrifying. Is it romantic? <laughs> it's Harold. What is that movie? It's Harold and Maude. What is it? Harold and Maude. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. It's kind of old. Um, So morbid and death-obsessed teenager Harold spends his leisure time attending funerals and faking his own suicide in order to get attention from his snobbish and inattentive mother. So I guess he could have either gone the serial killer route or the geriatric lover route. He went Ah! the geriatric lover route. Uh, However, when Harold meets Maude and (laughs) Art... A 79-year-old at a funeral 
They become friends and she discloses life lessons and perspectives. While his mother is trying to force him to join the army, Harold falls in love with Maude. Their relationship turns sexual and on Maude's 80th birthday, he proposes. Oh, God. No, no. Mm-mm. Like a horror movie. That sounds like a made up movie. Like, uh-uh. No, that it's got time for that. It's like I know the name in the way that I knew the name when Harry met Sally. Oh yeah. Like where I what? knew it was like a movie that came kind of before my time, but mm-hmm. that was like really famous. So mm-hmm. um I have now seen When Harry Met Sally. Um, but I did not ever see Harold and Maude. And now I'm kind of, it reminded me of Beetlejuice in the Um, uh, Beetlejuice is a way better movie than what that movie sounds like. (laughs) I feel like I'll be way too creeped out by a kid hooking up with not a kid, you know? I mean, and if this was like in the 70s, life expectancy would have been less, right? There it oh, is. Oh, <laughs> weird. Liz is showing us the cover, like the poster. Ew, he looks like he's 12, and she definitely looks like she's a grandma. I think she looks like she's 60 at oldest. He looks like he's 12. I mean, yeah, he does. Like, his voice might still change. I feel a little creeped out by that. (laughs) It should have been, is it horror, romance, or creepy? (laughs) Because there have been a few creepy ones up in here. (laughs) We need choice C. I know, right? Other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I have two left. Do you want to lay some trivia on me? Yeah. Okay. Let me jump into seventh fact. For most of you, I don't know why I did that. For most of human history, romantic love was looked upon as a kind of sickness. So, okay, we're coming off of the platonic love fact. And if you think about it, it's not hard to figure out why. Romantic love causes people, especially young people, to do some stupid shit. Trust me. I'm the author. This isn't me. This is the author saying, one time when I was 21, I skipped class, bought a bus ticket, and rode across three states to surprise a girl I was in love with. She freaked out, and I was soon back on the bus heading home, just as single as I came when I came. What an idiot. <laughs> That bus ride seemed like a great idea at the time because it seemed like such a romantic idea. My emotions were going crazy the whole time. I was lost in a fantasy world and loving it. But now it's just sort of an embarrassing thing I did back when I was young and dumb and didn't know any better. For most of human history, for the majority of humanity, they the survival hung on a tiny, tiny thread. So people had shorter life expectancies uh, than my mother's cat is what the author said. everything you did had to be done for the simple sake of survival. So marriages were arranged by families, not because they liked each other and especially not because they loved each other, but because their families and their farms went together nicely and they could share wheat and barley when the next flood or drought happened. 
So it wasn't until the industrial age that things began to change. People began to take up work in the city centers and factories. Their income and thus their economic future became united to land and they was not united to the land and they were able to make money independent of their families. So they didn't have to rely on an inheritance or family connections the way people did in the ancient world. And so the economy and political components of marriage ceased to make much sense. Which totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I have one little last bit of littleness, but I'll I'll let you go. I'll I'll throw it back to you, Sarah. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Um an artist creates a model of a woman who uh, he falls in love with and comes to life. (gasps) I know this movie. It's like a statue. Like he makes her a statue. What is this movie? It's like an old one. I feel like I saw it so long ago when I was like a kid or something. I like how you're calling it a statue. Why? What did you call it? Well, I called it a model. Oh, I feel like, because in my brain, in the movie brain, it's a statue. Or, wait, is it Mannequin? Yes! (laughs) Yes! I got there! (laughs) I was just letting you process it all out. (laughs) Listen, I gotta out loud process it. I love Mannequin. Kim Cattrall's in that from Sex and City. Yes. Yes, she is. Um, that was like her, I th- want to say that was like her first big hit. Yeah, it was such a good movie. I loved it as a kid. I mean, I haven't seen it since then and maybe it's not so great. What was the one with Goldie Hawn? Is it Death Becomes Us? Yeah, but they're not like statues or mannequins. They're actually dead. Yeah, they're like dead cadavers where they're like spray painting themselves. Yeah. And like, okay, it's it's goldie hawn and it's a chick from devil's wear prada i'm so bad at names me too but hold on uh is it called death becomes us death becomes her oh and it has um um oh god what's his name everyone's probably yelling at us right now because literally they're all like big named people and i can't pull the names out who was married to demi moore what's his name who was in Die Hard? <laughs> What's his name? Oh my God, Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. He's in it. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You guys both thought of it at the same time. Um, yeah, he's like the main dude in it who makes them like stay youthful and alive forever, but not really alive. Oh, that's funny because I picture it as the guy who's in Groundhog Day. Oh, uh-uh. Billy Crystal. Nope, he's not in Groundhog Day. <laughs> is that not? Is that no? Nope. nope, it's another dude. <laughs> <laughs> we are the worst. Here's what I have to say about that. It, ugh, our podcast is not about celebrities or the hot gossip or like pop culture. <laughs> For a reason. It doesn't rely on us knowing stuff about anything. 
It's Bill Murray who's in Groundhog Day. Bill Murray, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really funny. I one time I bumped into him accidentally. I was at South by Southwest, and all of a sudden I bumped into a dude, and I looked up. I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and I look up, and it's it's him. <laughs> And he's like, that's cool. And I was like, <gasps> and I'm like walking away sideways awkwardly. Like I just bumped into a really famous person. <laughs> what do I do with my life now? <laughs> that's oh, man. amazing. Um, yeah. I, have a, I have a really good story about meeting um, Jesse Jackson that you'll have to remind me at some point to tell. You. Oh, interesting. Um. It, it was a good one. Um, and we've now been confirmed by Liz that it is death becomes her and it is Bruce Willis and Goldie Hawn. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and Meryl Streep. That's the name. That's who I was thinking of. Meryl Streep. Yep. I wanted to call her Julia Childs. <laughs> Definitely not anywhere near the same person. Wait. Oh, it's because she played. Julia Child and like that movie. Yeah. And that's a name that I hear more often in my house with, you know, my husband who cooks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also never saw that movie. <laughs> Me, I haven't either. <laughs> All right. Um, so do you want me to read you the description of Mannequin? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Oh, I kind of want to watch that movie now. I know. Me too. Um, artist Jonathan can't seem to last at any job he does. He then builds a mannequin so perfect that he falls in love with it, uh, before getting a job as a stock boy in a store in which the mannequin is displayed. If that wasn't odd enough, the mannequin then comes to life. Emmy turns out to be possessed by a girl from ancient Egypt who prayed to be united with her true love and as a result traveled through time to be with Jonathan. And then, of course, they get married in a shop window. I did not remember that little weird fact of her being from ancient Egypt. If I had put in there that it was an ancient Egyptian spirit or something. I would not have gotten it. That's, you know, that's my fault. I was late getting this done. <laughs> Darn. That would have totally thrown me. That would have totally thrown me because I forgot about that fact. Well, you got it. So I'm proud and disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And here's the last one. Let's see if you, okay, cool. you can keep your, uh, what is it? Seven to one, eight to one, something like that. Seven right, one wrong. Um, a man appeared. Two wrong. I had two wrong. You had two wrong? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, look at you. All right. Well, a man appears in the mirror when you say his name. When he's brought to the mirror by a woman he believes to be his long lost love, he invites her into his fantasy world. I feel like that's the horror candy man. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I was like, 
I didn't remember it being like a woman he loves, but I remember him like bringing people into this scary in the mirror world. No, uh, just her. She was the only one he brought in. That movie scared the bejesus out of me when I was little. Uh, I didn't watch it until this year. Oh, my God. I watched it. They did it on the Scary Movie podcast or a project podcast. Mm -hmm. And I really liked it. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. And they have spoilers in there. So it like made it a little bit less scary to watch it. Oh, I love a good spoiler on a movie that I don't really want to (laughs) watch. Yeah, right. So you want the description? Yeah, yeah. The son of a slave who was executed for impregnating a wealthy white woman during the American Civil War. Years later, he supposedly appears if you repeat his name in the mirror and he'll stop at nothing to bring um, his long lost love into his world. Uh, That just sounds creepy. Um, it is terrifying (laughs) yeah yeah although i'm really like i don't know why they chose chicago for that movie i mean i didn't even know that (laughs) i mean not like i not because of it just doesn't make sense with the civil war part oh yeah that's right it doesn't make any sense like literally living on battlegrounds of the civil war where i'm sitting right now (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I don't think they thought through that small fact. But I also don't know that you would have thought that if you weren't someone who, like, could drive 10 minutes and be at a battlefield. I don't know. (laughs) Well, if you didn't think about it till now, that's probably true. I mean, I, I didn't remember the fact that it was in Chicago, Oh, well, it was because of the way that they did the gentrification and it was a big like commentary. Mm. Listen to the Scary Movie Project um, episode on that because it was really good. All right. Yeah, I will. I will. I love the Scary Movie Project. Me too. It Um, makes movies less scary. (laughs) That's true. That they are making movies a lot less scary for me every day. (laughs) I don't know if that's the intent, but that's how I feel about it. (laughs) they gave really good insight into that one too um all right so final score is eight to two Woo! you nailed that one good job christina lots of pats on the back i know my horror and romance (laughs) (laughs) and i have one last little tiny tiny fact so remember we were in the, you know, industrial stage and people are like, I can start falling in love again. The new, or uh, not again, but all of a sudden. Um, so the new economic realities of the 19th century then cross-pollinated with the ideas that emerged from the enlightenment about individual rights and the pursuit of happiness. And the result was a full-blown age of romanticism. F the cattle, it was the 1800s, and people's feelings suddenly mattered. We were all delicate snowflakes. The new ideal was not only to marry for love, but that that love was to live on in bliss for all the eternity. Thus, it wasn't until the relatively recent 150 years ago that the ever-popular happily-ever-after ideal was born. 
out of this, you know, romanticism. And that angels sing when you fall in love and life is going to be great evermore. (laughs) And that rainbows shoot out of, you know, nowhere and sparks fly and... Your heart beeps out of your chest. <laughs> and if your the- eyes bug out. <laughs> I think I'm getting a little into the cartoon world, but same idea. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like we should just end it on happily ever after note like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. You killed this mm-hmm. game. Uh, great research. Thank you. That was a good game because I won. won. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, that was good. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us on Laughing with Gingers, the the love episode. Oh, yes. Uh, What was this called again? A heartfelt laugh? Mm -hmm, Something like that. Yes. (laughs) Another Liz gem. We are so thrilled that you listened to our silly little podcast, Laughing with Gingers, where two feisty redheads who happen to have very, very loud laughs love to share crazy stories, play games, and spread silliness and joy. Follow us on Instagram at Laughing with Gingers, and we'll post um, our poem, Grr, (laughs) on February 14th. (laughs) And maybe a platypus or two. Yeah. You can also send us funny stories, episode ideas, and general stuff to make us laugh. Um, We love that through our Instagram um, or reach out to us at Gmail. We are at laughingwithgingers at gmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon to get access to all kinds of goodies there, including some merch. We have different membership levels. So check us out at patreon.com slash laughingwithgingers. And you get to see our videos. You get to see what made Liz laugh and what didn't. And (laughs) all my new hairdo, uh, all the things. I mean, (laughs) all the things. (laughs) All the things. All right. Well, tune in to Laughing with Gingers next week for more good times. (laughs) Have a wonderful rest of the week and um, happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) yes (laughs) bye Bye, everyone (laughs) part of the boundless audio podcast network